New Year's resolutions. We all make statements proclaiming things we'd like to improve in the new year. Hi, this is Tessa Haller with First Bank Campton. If you made a resolution to raise your credit score, we can help. We offer CreditSense, a free credit monitoring feature with online and mobile banking. You can view your credit score, check your credit report, and read tips on how to improve your credit. There's even an option to monitor any changes made to your credit report. The first resolution is to know where you stand and with CreditSense, you'll be off to a great start. First Bank Hampton is a member FDIC. Welcome to the First Bank Hampton Newsmaker Program. Newsmaker is an informative local broadcast presented Monday through Friday on 104.9 KLMJ with interviews available in their entirety online at radioonthego.com. Each day, newsmakers from Hampton, Franklin County, and around the broadcast area visit with Radio On The Go about events, meetings, public policy, and issues that affect our area. And now, here's today's First Bank Hampton Newsmaker Program. We're joined here with Radio On The Go by Mark Woodley. He is uh, a Dyke New Hartford graduate, Dyke native, and uh, of course uh, got some notoriety recently, a little outside of our area. People caught Mark with his weather reporting. He is the sports guy, of course, at KWWL, but uh, the weather is what we were talking about a little bit. First of all, Mark, thank you for joining us, and uh, welcome here to Radio on the Go. All right. Thanks so much, Wayne. Thanks for having me. You bet. Uh, I appreciate you joining us here, and we've talked to different uh, TV uh, counterparts here throughout the years, and appreciate you coming up. Now, before we talk a little bit about recent uh, situation that you've had, tell us a little bit about yourself. You're originally from Dyke New Hartford area, right? Tell us about you, your family, and growing up around the area. I mean, I've been in the area most of my life, all, all my 46 years. I, I grew up in Dyke, graduated from Dyke New Hartford in 1995, so I, I know the area well, know the teams well. I moved back, to, I live in Dyke now, I moved back there about 10 years ago, and have been at KWWL almost 20 years so yeah this is home how did you get involved in broadcasting to start with well i, I had always planned on being a, a writer you know doing newspaper things and when i was little i actually we had a bar in our basement and a friend of mine named jeremy lots who lives in the area we used to do these newscasts behind the bar and we, we've got tapes of us you know about 10 years old doing this and one of us <laughs> apparently took that a little too serious and got into it and i also i i, I didn't go into, go into newspaper writing it's a different kind of writing and i realized i just wasn't that good at it. TV it was and it worked out really well. And here just what, uh, we're coming up on two years ago, you were named Iowa Sportscaster of the Year. Uh, What did that mean to you? It was an absolute shock, especially when you consider the guys that I was up against. Uh, All winners in the past, all people I've looked up to in my career, Keith Murphy from WHO, of course the voice of the Hawkeyes, Gary Dalton, the voice of the Cyclones, John Walters was up for it that year. And I was just incredibly honored just to be nominated alongside those four of those. And I, I never even considered that winning it was a possibility. So when it absolutely happened, it was a shock. It was really an incredible feeling. And it still shocks me today, two years later, that it actually happened. We're talking with Mark Woodley. Here's with the KWWL Sports Department. What do you like most about reporting sports for Channel 7? You know what? I, I love the people I work with. And I love going out to all these communities and, you know, places that I played. 
when I was in the high school, meeting all, all the fans, I mean, meeting the players. It's just such a positive environment. A lot of people, you know, think, you know, maybe you should go into being a news anchor at some point, but I love the positivity of sports. I love being around sports. I think this is what I was meant to do. So that's the thing you like to do. So how did the <laughs> Iowa Sportscaster of the Year get assigned to uh, the morning snowstorm coverage that all of us have seen here recently? Right. Well, you remember last week how we knew that the storm was coming. So on Tuesday, everything was already getting canceled for the weekend. Iowa had moved their games ahead on Wednesday. Iowa State had canceled their games that were supposed to be played on Wednesday night. So we knew that there was going to be nothing going on on Thursday and Friday. So we figured that would be a good time, I guess, for me to help out because we are a little bit shorthanded and, you know, we have to pitch in in different areas that we're not used to. So I knew on Tuesday that I was going to be doing weather on Thursday. I didn't find out till Wednesday afternoon that I would be doing the morning show and that I would be outside. So I didn't have really much time to get any sleep. I probably slept two hours that night. Some of that may have come across in uh, Thursday morning's broadcast. So I was just going to ask, so that morning when you got up, did you think because of that, that attitude that you were going to be a little maybe snarky or something? But Or did it just come out and you kind of started rolling with it after that? See, that's just it. You know, it's a little bit of who I am. Maybe it, it's less noticeable when I'm doing sports. But, yeah, so I'm, I'm working on about two hours of sleep. You know, the, the wind chill at that point is pushing negative 40. And, you know, I, I tried to have a little bit of fun with it. Was there some truth to the things I said? Oh, absolutely there was. But it, it wasn't meant mean-spirited in any way. And I think most people understand that. The reception I've gotten over all this has been extremely positive, and I'm grateful for that. You know, I've gotten some negative emails, but I would say it's been 95% positive in this country to get 95% of people to agree on yeah. it. Anything. I, I, I think it's pretty special. So I'm pretty happy with the way it was received. For the most part, I believe it was received the way it was intended. You're probably too young to know this reference, but I kind of, in my mind, had visions of Larry Bud Melman, who was a spot character on the original David Letterman late night show. Are you familiar with that at all? Not so much. You, you are a little bit before me there, Dwayne. So David Letterman would put Larry Bud Melman out, kind of like Guillermo and Jimmy Kimmel. They would put Larry Bud Melman out in situations that he didn't want to be in necessarily. And they sent him to Central America, and he was going to travel through Central America to South America, and things did not go well, and he kind of wanted to be home. And he wanted, and David said, no, this is your job. you got to be there. So it, kind of, it was your job. I mean, you had to get your hours in, right? It was my job. I had to be there. That's yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, I just had to get that reference out off my chest anyway. And now, how did your initial meeting go then with your boss and the higher-ups following that morning of reporting? Okay, so I'll, I'll take you through all of them. Here's how it happened. So I cut all that stuff together and had planned on putting it only on my personal Facebook page for my friends and family to see. I thought, you know, haha, sports guy doing weather. Thought it'd be pretty funny. So I put it out there and I was convinced to put it on Twitter by my sister-in-law. And I initially didn't do it because I wasn't sure of how the bosses here would receive it. But I was like, all right, I'll do it because, you know, 20, 30 people will see this, you know, we'll get a few likes on Twitter and it will go away. Within two hours of me posting that, first Rex Chapman, who's got, I think, 1.2 million Twitter followers retweeted it. Then Judd Apatow, who's got more than 2 million, retweeted it. And that was about three hours in, and my phone starts blowing up that I'm going viral, and I'm getting all these notifications on my phone. Now, 75% of me is pretty giddy.
giddy about this, and the other 25% is terrified that I'm going to get in trouble at work over this. In fact, the first interaction I had with my news director about that was about an hour later when he called. He's like, hey, uh, somebody called from the Washington Post. They want to talk to you about this. What in the world is going on? But no, by that time, it had blown up, and I think they decided we're we're getting attention, and attention in this business is a good thing. So they've decided to roll with it. They've been extremely supportive. They know who I am. They knew that when they put me out there that maybe a few things like that might come out. No, they've been absolutely great. So what shows uh, have you been on, and uh, who are some of the famous people maybe you uh, interacted with in all this? Again, we're talking with Mark Woodley from KWWL Channel 7. Who are some of those people you can mention? Oh, sure, yeah. I interacted a little bit on uh, Twitter with David Cross, who was on Arrested Development. I got a nice, really nice personal message from Philadelphia Phillies, longtime all-star, now, now retired, of course, John Cruck, uh, reached out to me. Rex Chapman reached out to me. As far as shows, man, it's, it's all over the place. I, I did TMZ. I actually talked to Harvey Levin on TMZ. Did an interview with BBC World News. There was a TV station in Israel that reached out. I did an interview with them. New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, uh, the Today Show. I mean, it was just a wild, wild couple of days there. You know, I apparently ended up on Kim Kardashian's Instagram story. That's the weirdest one, I, I think, out of all of this. But, uh, you know, one of my friends said it's like the domino effect. One day it snows in Iowa, and 24 hours later, Mark Woodley's on Kim Kardashian's social media. It, <laughs> it, it's so, so, so bizarre. Oh, it, man. I, I'm glad it's died down, because those first couple of days were fun, but they were absolutely exhausting. Because I had to do my actual job during that time, too. Imagine that, yeah. Right? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I, some of the quotes, uh, I like uh, the good news There's and bad news. I feel my face, but I wish I couldn't feel my face. Is there a 3.30 in the morning? Can I go back to my regular job? That which was made into a shirt. The favorite of mine is the outdoors is not heated. And again, I think Ray Gunn put that, those out on t-shirts. Is that right? Yeah, and that's one of the neatest things that happened. Ray Gunn put that out there. Apparently, we've sold a whole bunch, which is crazy to me. And that money, a lot of that money is going to go to the Cedar Bend Humane Society. Burt's Donut put my face on, on a donut, and they're donating money to Kate and Fazen. I also want to shout out, uh, give a shout out to Janelle Wilkes, the owner of her donut, who unfortunately passed away this weekend. It's really sad because I just met her for the first time last week. She, when oh, she said, we're going to do yeah. this and we're going to give this money to charity. So one of the last things that she did in his life was something amazing like that to help out a really great charity in Caden's closet. So many people are going to miss her. But, you know, the positivity surrounding that, the holidays, it's not always happy for some people. And, and you don't think about that much. You know, a lot of us have a great time with it. But you would be shocked. I was shocked by the number of emails I got from people who said, you know, I've been really down this holiday season. And I just want to know, you know, for a few minutes, you made me smile. And it, it, it's amazing how many people actually reached out and, and have said that. Wow, and, that's and awesome. Some of those have really gotten to me. Where was Rick Holman in all this? So <laughs> would, would they put him out on the street? They put you out well, on the street. How about Rick? Rick was smart enough to take vacation that week. Oh. That, that's what happened there. All right. Well, what about, I ask you to do anything like that? Again, we have bad weather about every uh, other week here. I've not been asked. If I am asked, told people, do I want to do it? Oh, heck no. Will I do it? Absolutely. Absolutely. We're shorthanded. we got to be team players about this thing. Luckily, to this point, I have not been asked 
to go out in negative 40 degree wind chills again. <laughs> he covers high school sports, but on one occasion he covered the blizzard a few weeks ago and now nationally known from the local area. He is Mark Woodley for Channel 7, KWWL. Mark, thank you so much. I want to talk more high school sports at some point. We'll maybe have you on again. We're out of time, but thanks for sharing your story. Anything else you'd like to say about that And now that it's kind of all calmed down? I'm glad it's calmed down. That's what I will say about that, but thank you so much, Dwayne, and Happy New Year. All right, Happy New Year. Mark Woodley from KWWL talking about the Blizzard coverage from 2022. Thanks for listening to today's Newsmaker program presented by your friends at First Bank Hampton. First Bank Hampton's Newsmaker program can be heard every Monday through Friday on 104.9 FM following KLMJ's News at Noon. To hear today's conversation in its entirety, visit RadioOnTheGo.com and click Newsmaker under the News tab. Podcast listeners can follow Newsmaker and listen to other broadcasts on demand by subscribing to the Radio On The Go podcast for free on iTunes tunes and stitcher with chilly weather of january spring planting feels like it's a long way out hi this is eric reichertz with first bank hampton january is the ideal time to finalize financing for this year's crop and you can count on us first bank hampton is a full service agricultural bank offering operating lines of credit as well as loans for equipment buildings and farmland whether you're a large or small operation we'd like to be your bank by providing you with competitive rates great service and terms you'll truly appreciate at first bank hampton we're proud to serve local farmers member FDIC, an equal housing lender.